welcome to Deeply Rooted Online, where women encourage women by sharing scripture and stories of God at work. Welcome, friends, to another Deeply Rooted Devos episode. We're so thankful that you have joined us, and we are looking forward to bringing you some more hope and encouragement from the book of Esther. And Martha is going to pick up where we left off last week uh, with some more encouragement. Thank you, Esther. And it's so great to be here with uh, Esther Shenuda and Christina. Um, I have really been impressed as I've gone through the book of Esther, how topical this can be if we're facing a challenging situation. And as we've done two episodes already, we see this is a very complex story with lots of twists and turns, something like your life, perhaps. And I think of Esther, the Queen Esther, in this really quite ungodly world, the Persian Empire, and yet God is using her. And we have that phrase, perhaps God has put you here for such a time as this. And I think we're going to see that thread come through. Um, just to recap, uh, Esther has become Queen of the Persian Empire. And the most powerful man after her husband, the king, is a man named Haman. And he is angry because Esther's cousin, Mordecai, won't bow down to him. And since Esther and Mordecai are Jews, Haman decides he wants to get rid of all the Jews. And he's gotten the king to make a very foolish law that says all the Jews can be killed and all their money taken. Esther said she would be willing to go and risk her life to go in front of the king and talk to him. So you can see Esther becoming queen didn't mean that she had this great relationship with the king as her husband. In fact, she says, I haven't seen him for 30 days. He hasn't called for me. So he has to hold out his golden scepter if she goes in front of him or she can be killed. Well, we know that courageous Esther, she takes up her courage and she goes before the king and he holds out his golden scepter. Do you know, I'm sure Esther also learned how things worked in the Persian empire. We've come upon the king. First of all, he's having this banquet that's going on for weeks and it's all about drinking and partying. So what does Esther do? She says, she doesn't fall down and say, you know, help me, Haman's gonna kill me. She says, why don't you and Haman come to a party I'm going to have? And so she invites them to a party. And I just can't get over the fact that Esther is using what she has available to her. And I would like to encourage us to think about that. She has her beauty, her hostess abilities, her ability to figure out what it is her husband wants. There is a verse that Paul says in Corinthians I use all things to become all things to all men so that I might win some. And here Esther's using what she's got. And I would like to ask the panel, have you ever had an experience where you were using something that nobody else had or that might be something that you wouldn't think of as a, you know, a spiritual gift where God has been able to use you in that situation? Um, what a beautiful kind of recap of Esther's story. And I think there's a lot of times in our lives where 
God puts us in places or he puts us in situations and we're kind of just confused. We're like, what are we supposed to learn from this? What am I supposed to take away from this? How does this connect me to the purpose or the higher call in my life? And the way that I kind of have thought about it in the past when I'm put into a job or a position and I'm not really sure why I'm there is that's kind of God's karate kid moment. And you're kind of, you know, he does his Mr. Miyagi, you know, kind of, okay, sand the floors, wax the cars. And you're like, God, why am I doing this? What kind of work are you kind of having me do? And I really think that's how Esther felt in the palace, you know, like before that time of before, you know, that final moment where she came into the purpose for that role, she was being beautified. You know, she found favor in the eyes of everybody who saw her. She learned through the palace. She took on the duty of a queen. And you can imagine the roles and the responsibilities that she had to learn even before coming to that point. She really had to take on the weight of that role. And so I think that a lot of times in our lives, you know, I've been in jobs and opportunities and I'm like, God, why am I doing this? Um, But then God's later revealed to me exactly why I'm doing it. For example, speaking on this podcast with you guys, um, so many times in my life, I've, I've wondered, you know, God, why, why did you give me this gift to speak? And, and he showed me, Esther, I've prepared you, I've prepared you for such a time as this. And so I think that it's easy to lose sight in those moments of, of when the work doesn't seem purposeful or meaningful. Um, but it's also where God's building our faith to trust that we are being prepared for our such time as this moments. I love that. Um, things often don't seem purposeful and but God is at work. And we've said it before, we don't see the name of God. We don't hear God's name in this book, but God is at work here. Mm-hmm. Well, I do love it that Esther made herself available. And not only did she make herself available, but she used the wisdom she had. And it might seem trivial to some people to learn how to run a party or prepare a banquet or order your servants around or learn how to put on a nice dress and be appealing. But those were the kinds of things expected of the Queen of Persia. And so she uses that. She has this first party, and then she uses her God-given wisdom. I really am impressed by this. The king came to her first banquet, and then he's happy. Haman's there. She could have said then, oh, king, this Haman. But no, she decides, I'm going to have patience. And how often do I want to solve my problems impatiently and go ahead of God? I'm all excited or I'm all emotional and I get out there and I run ahead of what is wise. So Esther thought, I I think she used strategy. I think she thought, you know, I'm just going to get that king's interest just really, I I need his attention. I don't want to talk to him after he's drunk too much. I I want his attention fully. That's what we need. So she doesn't tell him her problem right then and there. She says, no. She says, "Um, here's what I want. Will you come to another party tomorrow? You and Haman. So she piques his interest. She waits. And she also is wise because she knows, um, yes, the king likes to drink. Yes, he likes to party. But these are also political and This is how business is done. It's kind of like the old boys club that we used to talk about where business got done at these luncheons, you know, three martini luncheons or whatever. Well, that's how things were done in Persia. And so Esther says, no, um, you know what I'd really like? I'd like for you to come to my party tomorrow. 
And so the king says yes, and of course Haman says yes as well. Esther just had the patience to be wise. And I think that's a spirit-filled quality in her, that the Holy Spirit gave her that patience to act wisely. And once again, I'd just like to throw it out to the panel. Do you have some examples of how you used wisdom? Martha, what I think about when I read this story is the fact that she knew that she had her people praying and fasting for her. So that was a real resource for her. She, she recognized that this situation was dire, that so much was riding on her and how she played this out. And so she, she relied on her community to pray and fast for her as she knew she was going to go into this very uncertain situation. Um, I love that, that she knew where she needed to go for her source of strength. Um, but I also uh, see that she does everything, like you said, with strategy and skill and um, methodically. Uh, but I'm I'm looking at Ecclesiastes 9 and 10, and this passage just really speaks to what she what she was like. And it says, uh, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. And I I really feel that that's something that we can apply to our own lives and in our own situations where we we work with all our might because we are given gifts and abilities from God and he allows situations and he wants to shine through them. And I think sometimes it's easy to look at the book of Esther and say, well, I'm not, I'm not a queen Esther. I'm not powerful. Like she was, I'm not beautiful. Like she was, but God gives us everything we need in the moment that we're in. And I read a quote recently that said, all of life is ministry and all of ministry is life. And I think it doesn't necessarily matter what we're doing in life. It matters how we do it. And if we're doing it for God and doing it for his glory, he will use it. Um, I think of a friend of mine who once told me she was really struggling with doing laundry because she was saying, how can God possibly be using this for his kingdom? And she prayed and prayed about it. And then God showed her that during that time when she was folding laundry, she could be praying. So as she folded her husband's t-shirts, she would pray for her husband's protection, for his um, relationships at work, that God would use him at work to spread the gospel, that he would be growing in his love for the Lord. And as she would be folding her, her daughter's jeans, she would be praying for her friendships at school and that she would grow in character. Um, so sometimes it just takes a readjustment of how we look at the things that we're doing because God can take the ordinary things like he did with Esther, like throwing a party and he can use something ordinary for something extraordinary. Oh, I love that, Christina. Thank you for that. And thank you, Esther. Those are such great points there. Mm. Well, let's move on and see if Esther succeeded with her plan to save the Jews. I'm going to read some scripture here from Esther chapter 7, starting in verse 2. 
On the second occasion, while they were drinking wine, the king again said to Esther, tell me what you want, Queen Esther. What is your request? I will give it to you, even if it is half the kingdom. Queen Esther replied, if I have found favor with the king, I ask that my life and the lives of my people will be spared, for my people and I have been sold to those who would kill, slaughter, and annihilate us. If we had been merely sold as slaves, I could remain quiet, for that would be too trivial a matter to warrant disturbing the king. Who would do such a thing? The king demanded. Who would be so presumptuous as to touch you? Esther replied, This wicked Haman is our adversary and our enemy. And Haman grew pale with fright before the king and queen. So Esther succeeded in defeating that wicked Haman by making what she had available and by being wise when she did it. And I would say this to our listeners and viewers, you are where you are for such a time as this in your life. And God has given you what you need. And he is at work, even when it seems like it, he's difficult to find, or maybe he seems far away. He is at work and he will be faithful. Thank you so much, Martha, Christina, and Esther for all of your thoughts. They're so encouraging. And so today, uh, friends, I hope that you've been encouraged as you've listened to uh, this story of Esther and um, how she bloomed where she was planted and where how she was willing to just allow God to use her in this very difficult situation. And so we do hope that you'll join us again next week. And until then, we trust that you'll stay deeply rooted in the word of God and in Jesus.